Thank you, Uh, 
the temple. And his disciples, these are Christ's disciples, came to him for to show him the building of the temple. So here Jesus is out by himself and the disciples follow him and said, come and look at these, come look at these buildings. Come look at these temples. Look at these fine gas stations. Look at these federal uh, buildings. Look at all this great thing that you have given to us, Father. Second verse says this, and the, it says this, and Jesus said unto them, now Jesus is talking to disciples. See ye not all these things. In other words, disciples, look around you. The light, disciples, see the great things I have created. Disciples, look at these big awesome buildings that the people, the Egyptians built from the ground up. But there will be a day that nothing will be left standing. Amen. He says, and Jesus said unto them, see ye not all these things? Verily, truly, I say unto you. So this is the body form of Jesus. Say unto you, there shall be not one left, one stone, not a stone, not a thing, not an entity, not a picture. Everything will be gone for this one day. One stone shall not be left before. One stone upon another. In other words, one day nothing will be here that is near. See, these things I created. These my fathers have created. He gave him the vision, the, 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 the words, the buildings, everything, the blueprints. But one day, Christ is saying to the people, there will be nothing being left, but everything will be torn down. Let's put that in the natural. Look at our modern-day Washington, D.C. Most of those buildings in that was built in the Washington, D.C. right now are low, were all built by slaves, some of them in the 1800s, some in the 1600s. But most of those buildings were built by slaves. They were built by the low class. They were built by the ones that were used. They were built by the ones that were abused. They were built by the sleep that would slept with the slave owners. These were these were despicable. These were the ones were the ones that had nothing. He says, but these buildings, these buildings will no longer be existent one day. Amen. It says, as I sat upon the mountain of Olives. So now Christ is explained to him, to, the, to, the, to them, that as I was on the mouth of Allah, disciples came to him. What are these signs? What are the signs of the time that will be coming? Um, he says, tell us. 
for these things will be. And what shall be the signs of thy coming? For all that you see now, these are signs of thy coming. What are the signs of the coming? Disciples began to ask God. First of all, here it lists as one of the signs of her coming is deception. Deceiving people. We thought that deception was in the olden days, in the olden scriptures. But even the Bible says that men shall become wiser, but men weaker. So here we find uh, modern day that we are right now in a covert 19, the second to the present. Men are looking for answers for diseases. Men are looking for uh, answers for why the crops might be, be good in other places. Uh, men are looking for answers why black people uh, don't like white people. Uh, uh, men are looking for answers where some churches are teaching truth, but some churches are not telling the whole truth. And some churches are just sending this completely uh, deception, deception of their minds, deception of the spirits, deceptions for money, deceptions everywhere. And the disciples ask God, tell me when these things shall come, how Will we know the, the signs of the time? Or the signs of deception? Throw a rock and head, hide your hand. Throw a rock and hide your hand. And somebody will say, well, why did little Johnny throw that, uh, that uh, rock into uh, that building? And he says, I don't know. I didn't do that. I don't know what happened. Because the enemy would get these little things to deceive us. If I can get you to deceive, get she gets so deceived and so confused. And after a while, everything you say come out of your life, out of your mouth, is because it is a lie. And it is a lie because the enemy has put this kind of thing in your spirit. That all black people are crazy. Or all. White people are crazy, or while all uh, Hispanic people are crazy, or why? Because the enemy is set out to divide kingdoms and people in his kingdom. It is the sign of the time. Deception. If I deceive you, if I lie to you over and over and over again, and when I see a lie and I take that lie and I, I give it to somebody else and it's another lie, and when you get to another person, it's not that lie, but it's a bigger lie. Why? It is the spirit of deception that's running rampant on the earth today. Amen. You find all these great people uh, in power. The thing about power is power can corrupt you. Power can confuse you. Power will slip itself into your spirit where you think that you're greater 
than somebody else. Because the enemy used the power of deception to the point that you don't know whether you're telling the truth or you're telling a lie. And it was built in us from the foundation because when we were little kids, the kids would do something and they would say, little so-and-so, did you that do that? And they'll say, no, mommy, no, no. But they'll see with your hands and peanut butter or <laughs> sand, hands and candy uh, boxes. Or, because the kids, we are built with a sin nature. Well, fast forward to the day in the United States of America. I can't tell you about all the other countries, but we can talk about our country. The enemy has made us so that we don't trust one another, we don't like one another, we don't respect one another, and because it is all about the enemy, if the enemy can get you so angry and so hateful and so deceptive, it all is run about money. Christ is not looking about our money. He's looking at our dedication to him. He's looking at our being sold out to who he is. King of kings and Lord of lords. Righteousness, Elohim God. The spirit of deception is on the earth. That means this is one of the signs of the time that God was teaching the apostles about. The spirit of deception. Another one of those attributes or, or signs of the times it talks about in Matthew 24 is false Christ. False teaching. False preaching. Anything false. Whatever is not true, it is false. There are signs of our times in the book of Matthew 24. Next one, the Bible teaches us um, the, 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 it speaks of wars and rumors of war. Well, in the last four years, as many times, they've always said there's, there's a war, uh, wars everywhere. There's uh, Russia was angry with um, uh, one of these other countries. Um, Iraq at one point was mad with Egypt, and Egypt was at one point mad with Iran, and Iran was mad at um, Saudi Arabia, and, and several of the countries in Africa, three or four countries and countries are at war with each other on the same continent. The Bible says there will be signs of wars and rumors of wars everywhere at different times. And incidentally, figured out that 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 Iraq and Iran and Russia, all of these were the children of not Abraham, but the other Zedekiah. But these people now are at war at at each other. So here are the signs of the times of wars and rumors of wars. Another one of signs of our times in this book here of Matthews is 
famine. We always knew that there would be famine throughout the world. We all know there would be hungry people all, all over the world. Every commercial on some of the secular TV stations are about, you'll see a lot of little black children or, or dark-skinned children with bellies all swollen out because they're starving. And the bodies are beginning to change. So these are the signs of it talked about in um, the book of Matthew 24 of famine. Never thought there would be times in our lifetime that we could be short of food, but there are food lines everywhere in the United States because people are hungry of food and no place to live. So this is one of the signs of the times that Christ is coming back. The Bible says, pestilent, bugs everywhere, all kinds of little critters running rampant and that, that we don't have control of. Amen. This is another sign of the time that Christ was teaching and telling his disciples about. Number six, earthquakes. The Bible says that there are signs of the times. Uh, not too long ago, I believe it was China or uh, one of the other countries. There are there was an earthquake. There was an earthquake a mile one here in South Carolina, maybe about four months ago. There have been earthquakes. Um, the, 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 the United States sits on a plane um, of, on the earth, and the if there's usually uh, earthquakes, it's usually in um, maybe California or those parts of the world. But now earthquakes and di the Bible says diverse places, whether it's China, Asia, Africa, or America, or any other country on the earth, these are Bibles, these are signs. They are biblical signs according to the book of 24 and Matthew. Of these are Signs of Christ is coming back soon. Again, next one would be anti-Semitism. In other words, I don't like you because of your religion. I don't like because who you worship. I don't like you because I go to church on Saturday and you go to church on Sunday. I don't like you because of those things not seeing the content of our heart, but simply because we are prejudiced because of our feelings. They're prejudiced because mama and daddy didn't like white men or black men. Uh, these, the Bible says, are Semitic, anti-Semitic times. Amen. Now, also, the Bible speaks of the offenses of other people. In other words, again, you might not like me um, because I may eat something you, did, you didn't like or something I disagree with. We are offended by everything because, not because you believe it, but because you don't like the content of who you are or how you dress or where you go to church. And the Bible lets us know that these are also signs of Christ is on his way back. Signs of betrayal. 
that you lie and you cheat to get what you want from me or to me. Signs of hatred. Boy, the United States has that really bad. The other countries too. But because our country was built on slaves, because our our families uh, were separated um, from ships never to know each other again, because uh, we lived, our parents, our grandparents lived on uh, tobacco farms and, 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 and cotton farms and, and picked beans and sand flies and cook, uh, took care of their babies. We were considered to slave to them as far as they were concerned that we were not even human beings. Uh, in fact, our Constitution in the beginning said that we were just one fifth of a human being. Not even a human being. But this is falsity, and this is a hatred that sent out from Satan. Because if Satan could let you to work together, he would know he could be defeated. So I don't like you. I, I You don't like my grandfather because I had a flag of confederacy. I You don't like me because my father was just that. No, no. That is not Christ. We are all human beings. We are human beings with different colors. There are different tones of color. But we are all the same. Because the way we can prove that was when you get shot, my blood can be taken from me and give to you as long as we have the same blood type. Not the blood color, not blood country, but the same type. We are human beings. The scientific word is we are homo sapiens. We are human beings. So there ought not be hatred in our heart. But sometimes the older people would teach us to hate one another. If you put a kid in a building with about six other little kids the same age and put toys down, all they would do would play with each other and run around and, and do all kinds of things because when they're that young, they don't know the difference between color. But the enemy will teach us to be offensive and to hate one another because if I can keep you hating one another, you'll never work together to do great things in God. Hallelujah. Matthew 24. It also talks about false prophets. There's a sign of Christ coming back when there is a multitude of false prophets. People that are doing things out of gain. People that are doing things for money. People are not doing those things because they love God, but because they want to gain something from you, whether it's a house or whether it's money or whether insurance money, whatever it is, I need to gain something so I can make more money. I can live large and in charge. It is not the spirit of God. It is a sign of the sign of the comings of the Lord Jesus Christ. Another the other ones that we had last a couple of days ago, all in the news was 
one of the signs of the times is lawlessness. They broke through the capital of our house uh, of where we considered our great laws, the Senate, the House of Representatives. It was a sign of the signs, lawlessness, breaking into things, destroying things, hating buildings, oh, all kinds of putting on a flag that was there to desecrate our grandmothers and our grandfathers simply because of the color of their sin. Desecration, lawlessness, attitudes that you would shoot a black man because he's black, but a white man, would you let him walk walk free? It is not, it was not, it is not, it is, it's the enemy that's keeping us separated from one another. The lawlessness of the Congress, the lawlessness of people, the lawlessness of just not being loving one another purely. That's why guys, God is giving us the signs of the of what He's coming back soon. Lawlessness. Next, it talks about that that love in decrease. Well, I can example for that when I was growing up and living with my grandmother in a small town. Well, you know what? They all got along. If one didn't have food to eat, the other one shared. If one didn't have a way to get caught to town, the other one went back and did what they needed to do. If whatever I needed, they had, and what I didn't have, they needed. Why? Because they loved one another. You can tell me you love me, but if you don't never do nothing for me, and if you don't ever let me know, show me some way, somehow, consistently, you don't love me. You're just using me. You're using me. And that's not God. God wants us to love one another. In fact, Christ said this. He says, love, love them. Okay? Love. We must love one another. Now, key word. It doesn't say you have to like everybody. I may not like your ways. I might not like the dress you wear. It might be too short. I might not like the things that you do. But the Bible commands us, believers, to love one another. It doesn't say whether you're white, whether you're black, whether you're fat, or whether you're skinny, uh, whether you're rich or whether you're poor. The Bible says to us all, love one another. And when we don't love one another, this is a sign of the time that Christ is coming back soon. Amen. These are signs of the times that he says that we must love one another. I'm going to read 33 again. It says, And as he sat upon a mountain, Olive, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the signs of the times coming for the end of the world? So these were examples that these were signs 
of the of the Christ says that he is coming back at the end of the world shall be the signs of thy coming and of the end of the world. Verse 4 says this, And Jesus answered and said, So now, the Jesus, the, the disciples are asking Jesus questions, and now Jesus is responding or answering them. And he said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. Deception is what the enemy does for a living. Deception is a, is a spirit straight out of hell. If I deceive you, I am one up on you. If I deceive you quick enough, fast enough. Uh, have you ever gone to car lots? And all of a sudden, you see the, 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 um, the car lot uh, salesman run onto the car. And you'll say, hi, how are you doing? And then they'll start talking. What do you do for a dimming? How are you? How many of you kids have? Why? Because I, I can stop you in your, in your train of thought. If I can stop you from getting out what you're thinking or your feelings are. If I can stop you and just, 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 just move you, your, your mind just a little bit to the left, I can, I can deceive you. And you might not have come to the car lot to buy a new car. You could have just come to the car lot to just to look around. You could have just went to the car lot because, you know, just rolled by. So let me look at that car. But because the enemy is so, the Bible says he is subtle. The devil is sneaky. The devil is underhanded. The devil does not not play fair. But if I can deceive you, I can knock you off your game. That's what he says. Seven says this, For the nation shall rise against nation. That's what we're doing right now. Nation against nation. Nation against nation. Donald Trump was mad and said, um, all these these critters, all this damage is coming from China. China got mad and told the United States, I'm going to tax all your, your everything that comes into the United States. So therefore, well, you want you have bought a TV for $200 might be $300 now. The United States was in wonderful um, praise with um, Saudi Arabia, the United Emirates. And he sold them over $24 billion worth of aircraft machines. A little bit while ago, they decided they wanted to come into an argument with the United States of America. Signs of the times. Rumors of wars. The spirit of deception we must pray. We must fast. And the Bible says we must be vigilant. For the adversary is coming about to and fro to see who he can 
devour the great deceiver. Seven again says this. For nations shall rise against nation. Nation shall rise against nation. And kingdoms shall come against kingdoms. Nations would be, let's say, United States and and uh, England. Kingdoms. Kingdoms are spiritual. Kingdoms against kingdoms. God's kingdom against Satan's kingdom. Those are things are spiritual minded. That's not natural. That's why he says kingdoms, which would be natural against kingdoms, but kingdoms against other kingdoms. And there shall be famine and pestilence. There should be hungry. There should be people that be hungry. And there were people that have little bugs and all kinds of things to distort us um, um, emotionally. And earthquakes at the virus place. It says all these are the beginning of sorrow. Sorrows. Does that mean... This is just the beginning of sorrows. You mean, preacher, it's not going to get any better. That word, um, sorrows, means also birth pains. This is referring to the troubles of Israel in the book of Revelation. These are the beginning of woe. This last year was a beginning of our woes. We are fighting an enemy that is tasteless, odorless. It is an enemy that we cannot touch Tasty or fight. Covenant 19 was an enemy that God has allowed on the earth. And the Bible tells us these are the beginning of those. All the things that we're speaking of now in the book of Matthew 24, it tells us that this is the beginning of woe. This will the beginning of sorrows. This has the beginning of the year, last year, when all the death and devastation and uh, uh, everything imaginable you could happen on the earth where, where buildings were shutting down, governments were shutting down, uh, schools were shutting down, um, governments, um, um, everything. And the Bible is the beginning of woes. This is the beginning of the birth pains in our spirit, hallelujah, for God. 
This is the beginning now to begin to discover which side you're really going to be on. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the beginning of woes according to the word of God. Yes, even within last year or year and a half, there was a major earthquake in um, California. I remember my friend telling me her son, uh, he had just moved into, um, into California and he had never experienced an, an earthquake. An earthquake is unlike living in a hurricane area. I grew up most of my life living in South Florida. And in South Florida, we all know to prepare every year for the hurricane season. You go out and you get your water, you get all the, your extra foods and your cans, you get all these things that are set aside in a little container um, simply because you don't begin to eat them up. And when the hurricane comes, you're standing in this long line. Okay. Well, in California, it's different. California, um, when the earthquake uh, shakes the whole earth. And it's something about that the earth that we do know is sound. It does not move. But in some places that when people have earthquakes, the, the buildings start shaking. The buildings start rocking. The foundations of buildings, the, the code enforcement is much different because the buildings have to be built so it has a little sway in it. Um, um, so it's kind of, kind of like having a back, back, uh, it bounces back. Um, um, and, but to somebody who's never experienced that kind of thing, it can be, uh, devastating, um, if you've never grown up in that situation. Well, we, the United States, we are in a period of birth pains. In the beginning, our constitution talked about how we um, we got together and we were came, we come out of England and England was fighting with America and they were fighting over tea and they built threw away all the tea and they began to war they began to fight. That's what happened back then. But now today and in America that happened a couple of days ago, this is a sign of the time that things are changing emotionally, physically, spiritually, and financially. God's been going to bless those people that need blessing. God's going to bless people in the midst of our storm. This is going to be a time of renewing our relationship with Christ. Uh, I really believe uh, when things thus settle that People would begin to come to church, and not so much church, but in relationships with Christ. That people who were rich and wealthy have now standing in bread lives. God's talking to these people. But this is the beginning of birth pain. It's like having a child. It's like being pregnant, especially when you have your first baby. The first time the baby begins to move, it just feels unusual. It feels like something's tickling you in the inside. It's, it's the beginning of the birth process. And I believe the United States is in the process 
of birth, birthing self over again. And I believe that's talking, God's talking to us and talking to the foundation of earth. God's speaking and telling Israel and all of its compartments to fall in line with the word of God. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. So he does not beat us into subjection. He does not beat us and say, you must be right. He's not going to beat you, but the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. So if you want to be saved, if you want to be filled with the Holy Ghost, certainly you can ask the Holy Spirit to come and be a part of your life. Because we are, ladies and gentlemen, in a period of birth pains in the Spirit. Mm. So when the Bible on, speaks on, of wars and rumors of wars, when you speak of those things that we don't understand that's going on in our lives, when we get into a point of seeking the faith of God for an answer to the question, who am I, why am I, and God, what must I do to be changed? These same words came back in the book of Isaiah, and it spoke about the soon coming king. He talked about uh, the, the priest, the royal priesthood. He talked about Abraham and the covenant with God, the connection with God, the love of God. And every time Israel fell short, God forgave them and picked them back up dust their feet off and said, go on, baby, I love you. And that kind of God we need to have today, that God that would love us in spite of us and uh, chastise us but yet love us, beat us when we need to be beat but love us because we serve and a God that loves us more than we love him sometimes. And here are the signs of the times. And every time, everything that the Bible speaks to us in this chapter is about, it is happening today, whether it's birth pain, whether it's lying or deception. I could not understand. I began to ask God, I said, God, I, I'm just wanting to know. You don't have to tell me. But when the enemy can can blind half a country to believe that what one man says, they will believe them and they are willing to die for them, it is a spirit of deception. Now, we may not always be deceived by the same thing. Because you can be deceived by a pretty dress. You can be deceived by a new car that you want to ride in. It might, you can be deceived simply by just one word in a scripture and turn it all directions. Uh, example, when they always talk about that women are not supposed to preach. So there's a ways that the enemy will deceive us even when we think we're doing right. But deception is one of the greatest things that the enemy does to us to keep us confused, keep us off track, keep us 
not wanting us to pray. Keep us not to reading, uh, reading the Bible, teaching us and trying to deceive us and to stop us a lot of times, even just to getting on our knees to pray. Because if I give you power through your prayer, if I gave you anointing through your prayer, if I would move on your behalf through your prayer, and all these awesome things come in our lives, our, our children get saved, we, we, we build up big ministries, that we, 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 our, our, our children are anointed, um, uh, God gives us uh, money simply because he wants to, not because we're begging more. Why? Because we are in his will and he blesses us. He, he blesses us. It says over and over the blessings of the Lord. The Bible says that blessings of the Lord make it rich and yet add no sorrow. So if I bless you with a new car and it's a real, a real blessing from God, you don't have to worry about your car payment. Okay, or if God's, if God's going to bless you with a new car, that means your car payment is not going to be so high. Or he'll make somebody to bless you. When, when we just do the will of our Father, and when we get in his will, in his way, and we do what he's called us to do, God will bless us even more. We can ask, or we think, or we imagine but, you know, for me, I'm like, God, you know, as long as I got enough to eat every day, I'm happy. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't plan so much for tomorrow anymore. I know because every day is a blessing. Every day is a blessing. Every day, uh, the Bible says, I woke up in the morning and I see new mercy. I see new attitudes. I have new blessings. I need new Tell the Lord, thank you for, because every day is a blessing. Every day, every night you lay down before you go to bed, that's a blessing. And say, God, if it's your will, let me wake up the next day. Every day is a blessing. Even in your disappointments, God's still blessing us. Why? Because he could have told us to go right and we met left and then run right into us and somebody could have killed us. We, every day is a blessing in the Lord. When you give your life to Christ, he's talking to us tonight about knowing the signs of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And remember that Jesus had a discussion with his disciples. He was talking, teaching his will, his precepts. And what was going to happen. But he went right to the horse's mouth. He didn't go to brother, teacher, teacher, whatever, that on the corner drinking liquor. He went to a teacher that knew how and was talking through the will of God. And so when I'm talking through the will of God, it can be perceived and understood. If I perceive through the will of God, and I'm giving him the word line upon line and precept upon precept, it can be opened up to the mind of God to the disciples. And so the disciples said to him, Teacher, teacher, 
tell us at what are the things that's going to happen. Wars and rumors of wars, lawlessness, prejudice, hatred, all these things the Bible is speaking of tonight. Everything. Wars and rumors of war. God was letting his disciples to know you are that light. These are the things that you need to look out for. These are the things that you need to pray about. These are the things that you must recognize that's happening around you. He's not telling them to be afraid, but he's telling you this is what you're going to experience. You're going to experience in the last days a hunger that the world has never seen before in our grandfather's or grandmother's time. He's saying, in this last days, these are people that will deceive you. Your thoughts, your minds, your confusion. And after a while, you won't know whether your head is your foot or your foot is your head because deception is so sneaky so subtle, and so evil. These are signs of the times that people would be hatred and hateful towards each other. These were signs of the times. But he was teaching the the disciples to look for in the last days. And ladies and gentlemen, everything that the Bible speaks of, except the, 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 the very Christ himself coming through the crowd, is here today, now, close up and personal. People will kill each other the drop of a hat. People will mutilate, kill at a drop of a hat. People will just do anything at any time because the enemy gets inside of them and manipulates them and uses them and he doesn't know why they're even being used. Amen. I'm going to tell you this and and I'll go close out. There was Maybe about a year or a half ago, there was this man, I uh, maybe 25 years old, 26, and he had a girlfriend, and the girlfriend decided she was going to give her life to Christ. So she gave her life, she went to church, she gave her life to Christ, and she had a little daughter. Well, she told her boyfriend, that was it, I'm done, I can't I live with you anymore. And this man got so angry, he started coming, hanging around, and wanting to beat and fight and cuss and carry on. And somehow one day came, somebody came and knocked on the door and the door was open and the lady, young woman, I guess it's about 25, she was dead. No sign of her child. I think the child was maybe about four or five years old. 
um, not too far from here, Columbia and South Carolina. And all of a sudden, there was a, a world, there was a search for this little girl. The man wouldn't tell them what happened. They arrested him. They searched, they searched and searched for this little girl's body. They found her body 45 minutes away from where it was in a dumpster in another gar garbage community. Jesus. And it wasn't even her whole body, but it was her parts of her body. They checked for her DNA. This grown man, he must have been 65, uh, looked like a Hulk figure, big, huge man. This woman wanted to live for the Lord. The enemy had to take possession of and control of her, him. We don't know what's happened. We don't even know. The hell, I don't think it even went to court yet. So the enemy will use anybody that's available. The enemy will use anybody that's available. The enemy can be used to distract, destroy, to kill physically, emotionally, financially, or spiritually. I'll put that again. You can be killed financially, spiritually, socially, or economically. It is the enemy's job to scout out to see who's the weakest and find a way to destroy you. Because if I can destroy, if I can find, if I can get your mind, I can get the rest of you. If I can get your mind, you don't know what you're doing. I, if I can get your mind, you can sit so confused, you don't even know what day it is, what year it is, what time it is. And that's what the enemy does. He's out to tear down God's kingdom. But the good point is that he has no power. That Jesus has all power. And whatever happens, God allows it to happen. Jesus. So God wants us to know that God loves us tonight. But God also wants us to know that these are the signs of the times that God's teaching his disciples. And we are his disciples as well. These are signs of the time. And I think to me, one of the most terriblest ones is the spirit of distraction and deception. Because if I can stage you, you don't know whether I'm telling you the truth or not. If I can say some things over and over and over again, it's almost to the point of being like, um, being brainwashed over and over again. And every sign of lawlessness, helplessness, prejudice, all kinds of things, all these are signs of the time in the book of Matthew about Jesus is coming back. But the, the word, the key word to that, it says, it says, but it is not yet time. So that means it's going to get worse before he comes. 
So we have to give our lives to Christ. And then we have to live a kind of life before our family, our members, our church members, our people that we associate with um, around us that we can be an example of who Christ is. Am I, an, am I a mirror image of God? Do I look like him, walk like him, act like him? I'll tell you one thing that God began to tell me this year. Because, um, you know, sometimes you'll just put on your little, little sweatpants or whatever and run off in the store. But God told me at the beginning of the year, he said, Glenda, when you go, anytime you leave this out, you put you put some clothes on, you look presentable, because you don't know who you're going to meet. You don't know who you're going to witness to. And you don't know whose change you're going to like, going to meet. And you don't know who God's sending towards you to bless you or help you. So these are signs of the times. But the Bible says, but it's not yet the end. But yet until the end comes, there will still be rumors of war. There will be still, still times of even much more deception. And that's why today in the United States of America, there has been such a perpetration of the spirits of fear and killing one another and killing children and all kinds of things. These are spirits that are set out to stop and block the United States of America. Because the enemy is saying, I'm trying to take you out one way or another. But you know what? The United States itself was built on the foundation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And in that realm of the spirit, I pulled down every stronghold, not like God. I pulled down every spirit. Whether every spirit, not like God. That sent out to stop us, block us, or hinder us. I thank you, God, because you know what you're doing. I thank you, God, because you are God more than enough. You are the God of war, uh, a second chance. You are the God of Elijah. Ah, you are the God of Abraham. You are a God of a seed of a seed. And you said in your word in Exodus 3, it says, I shall come down and deliver. So, Father, we thank you tonight for this word, to revealing yourself, to let us know with clarity that these are the signs of the time. And we must get ourselves and our place in God that these are the times. But then he turns around and he says, but his time is not yet come. Now, here God's saying, I'm coming. But then on the other hand, it says, but I'm not yet come. So between the I'm not yet come and I'm on my way back, God's saying to his saints, Get yourself together. Prepare yourself for the battle. Prepare yourself for my coming. Prepare yourself 
for the word. Prepare yourself to win many souls. Prepare yourself for the I thank you for fresh fire. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. 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 Thank you, that was awesome. Um, and in this, I mean, in this season, um, like I said, uh, people don't really recognize what deception is all about. And this is what this is about. Um, you know, taking the COVID. Um, they mentioned about the COVID injection. But then when you take the COVID injection or the vaccination, they what, how they're going to track you, they're going to track you by a microchip in your wrist. And that tell it talks about uh, in the in the book of Revelation, it talks about the mark of the beast, uh, about that that people are willing, you're willing to have the government know your business, you are willing to have them know everybody to know your social security. That means they can scan your wrist and they know all your business and then some, um, and that's a very dangerous foreground because a lot of times um, that people would definitely would get more deceived. Um, the deception will be higher. Uh, theft will be higher. I mean, because your identity is being stolen, even through that, just through something simple like that. Um, and that's, that's to me, that's an eye opener. Uh, that's an eye opener right now in this season. Um, um, in the season when definitely when you're talking about in the midst of, you have our new president, entering into um next year what 2020 uh as already in 2021 things are happening why because of a form of deception and want us to think one way amen to get our eye off the enemy instead of focusing you know so it's a lot of stuff a lot of uh red tape that the government is uh going through right now and the different things that are taking place uh, in this season, but you know what? I thank God, even in the midst of that that deception that is taking place, God has already found a way, have already created a way of an escape for us um, in the midst of that, in the midst of these problems, in the midst of everything that's taking place. And for yet, we give the God glory. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Yes. Mr. Lawrence, Evangelist, would you like to say something? I'm here. I know. I'm okay. You enjoyed the message? Blessed, bless the Lord. Okay. Enjoyed it. It's, it's always very enlightening, very encouraging. Well, that was what God gave us tonight. Yeah, he wants you to know what's going on and, and understand how uh, God's using and doing these things for us today, you know. 
Make us a comment and then we'll go on. Yes, ma'am. No, we just we just thank everybody for tuning in throughout the week, amen. Every single, every single night um that we have our uh podcast, amen. And God is truly moving. We um bless you, amen, evangelist, amen, Dolores. We're blessing you. We just thank you and just be encouraged, amen, because the ministry that God has in you. Amen. God is in store in this in this season. He's allowed, He's gonna allow you to birth. Amen. Uh, you're gonna start having contractions in the midst of in, in the midst of the birthing process in this season. And we thank God for what He's getting ready to do through you. Amen. As long as you are willing to be a vessel that is willing to be used by God. Amen. And I pray for you and your family. Amen. That God continue to allow you to continue to seek after Him constantly amen so god can move through you amen so we just thank god for tuning in tonight amen to elr prophetic shift podcast network where we're spreading the gospel amen throughout the nations we are so forever grateful amen for what um he's allowing us to do on tonight i just want to give a just a slight amen quick testimony i've been uh praying about the uh, chaplaincy I'm applying to become a certified chaplain. And um, I went through many different schools, different schools that I was checking uh, throughout the state of Florida. And um, I was able to speak to uh, a Bishop Gray, Bishop Gray, amen, of Grace Life um, Chaplain, um, uh, the school, amen, through, um, was connected through the state of Florida. So I was able to contact with Dr. Gray and, um, he uh, after after speaking with him, um, he called because usually the flat rate for the school would be like three fifty to complete the certification. Which at the end I would get not just the certification, but I would get a chaplain badge in my name, um, and that would allow me to work in the hospitals and the rehabs at the police station, um, um, and everything is up even through the hospice, you know, through and 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 get paid for it. Amen. So we give God glory for that. And when I spoke to him, he interrupted the conversation, said, woman of God, um, we, if, you know, if you really want to um, get this, uh, get the certification, he said, I'll work with you. He said, because it's a school. He said, I will work with you. And if um, whatever down payment, you could put down the down payment. And if the payments are too high, amen, he said, I'll break the payments even further down. So you can go ahead and take care of it. The only thing you would need is everything, you know, everything. Because, you know, in order to qualify for the chaplaincy, of course, you have to have a master's and above. Um, so you have to get your master's. Um, you have to have a master's, um, even a Ph.D. Um, the licensure, um, also like a spiritual resume, more than 10 years um, working in pastorship. So that's a blessing. So that found divine favor so that can happen. So we uh, give God glory for that. He allowing um, divine favor to fall on my life for that. So when it's time to move in that arena with the chaplaincy, just gathering for all the paperwork and then send this certification in to start it. Amen. Um, God is doing awesome, awesome things. So we thank God for what he is doing tonight. Um, and just uh, be able to just tune in throughout the week. Amen. Tune out the week. You know, Thursday night. Y'all know every Thursday night is a mantle prayer. Every Tuesday night is in God's word. And every Wednesday night is apostolic alignment. 
And then on Sunday, you can, uh, everybody, if they can and so well, just tune in and fellowship with us. Amen. On Sunday morning, manna at 1130 uh, p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So we give God glory on tonight. Amen. We thank everybody for coming. For those who want to uh, contact us on live, uh, contact us throughout the uh, network, please give us a call um, at 636-422-0344. That's our number for prayer requests and all the types of requests. Amen. That is going through this room. So, guys, continue to just keep praying for the people that are tuning in because remember these are third world countries and usually with third world countries they are not allowed right now because remember uh, most countries right now are declaring martial law the martial law which means they are not allowing you to practice what you believe in um, and if you're not practicing what they believe in you become a martyr so just continue to keep praying for those people in those countries, the third world countries that are secretly listening to us, uh, to the podcast, and just continue to just to pray for their families um, and also pray for the families that are here, here in the United States that we're struggling on our own forefront, amen, in this pandemic. So um, everybody be able to say good night. Have a blessed night. And may the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit continue to rest for the Bible in his kingdom forevermore until we meet again. Guys, God bless you and good night. God bless you. You are the last party in the conference. Call recording is off.